Chitafe omwagala wa mukisa tujja entebe yo yokusasira we ask you to forgive all our sins and all our trespasses tukusaba osonywe ebibya fenno kunona kwa fekuna wash us with the blood of jesus christ tunaze no musaigwa yesu kristo which makes us acceptable before you ogogutufula abakirizibwa mu masogo and allow us Lord, to fellowship with you this morning ero tukirize okusechimunawe nchalero we desire to hear from you lord mukama tuyayana okulira okuva joli for your word is bread indeed kubange ekigambo kyo mere dalala and it's bread that giveth eternal life irai mere ewobulamu obutagwawo granted father tata chituwe Stretch your hand and heal the sick. Gololo mukonogo oonyabalwadde. Deliver those that are oppressed. Sumululabo abanyigirizibwa. In their bodies and in their minds. Mumibiri jabwe na wasibidwa mbirowozo byabwe. In their souls. Nemumemezabwe. Hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Mukusabo nkweke mabega wo musalaba gwe Calvaryo. Let me find favor before you. Mukamale kansange okukirizibwa masogo. In the name of Jesus Christ. Mulinya eliya Yesu Kristo mulokozi wafe. Pray that you bless the offerings and the tithes. Tara tukusaba wo mukisebiwe bayo nebimwe byekumi. And bless all those that have given. Erowo mukisa abobo naba waddeyo. That they will prosper according to your word. Mukama bakulakula nebalabo mukisa okusinzira kuchigambo cho. And find favor before your sight in every aspect. Iraba funo kuganja mu masogo mu bulimbera yobulambwa bwonna. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mulinya ya Yesu Kristo mukama afe tusabye. Amen. 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 I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, we thank God who keeps us. Who sustains us? Who provides to us? And who heals all our diseases? I cannot stop to thank God. Who has uh, been so gracious healing his children. And protecting us. That those who contracted uh, COVID-19 have been all healed among his children. Uh, those that are here in this church and those that are in other churches especially those that have come to know about we can't take it for granted we know that it is uh, the token that is upon us that sends the death angel away. So we thank him for that grace. Praise God. The word of God is true. And it will never fail. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Ye soldiers of the cross, lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer long. 
Now we are continuing with our uh, subject on the power of thoughts. So this morning we are going to read from the book of Psalms chapter 2 verse 1. Yeah, Psalms 2. And then we shall also, also read in the book of First Corinthians, it says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of the strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God in bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having it in a readiness to revenge or disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Abakori nso kya kubiri sura ya 10 nyolo kusatu kubani wa kubadenga tutambulira mubiri tetulwana kugoberiranga mubiri kubanga ebyokulwanyisa ebyentalo zafe sibya mubiri na yebya amanyi elikatonda olokumenya ebigo ngatumenya empaka na buli kintu ekigulumivu ekikulambo Echikurumba zibwa okulwana nokutegera kwa katonda eranga tujemula bulichirowozo okuulira Kristu eranga twetesetese okuwala ne gwanga kubutagonda bonna okugonda kwa mwe bwekutukirira May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word Mukama gatomukisa kusoma kwechigamo che You may be seated Tuleko now this is the third service when we are sharing on this subject. Yeah, it's a very important it's one of the major uh, services, I mean uh, subjects. That we have in the in the Bible. Uh, all that we have as Christians. Because we know how important the mind is. Uh, our thinking is what uh, separates us from other uh, animals. And uh, it's when we think. And upon what we think positive or negative that our souls will decide. Yeah, thoughts come to us negative and positive. Good and wrong and bad ones. And then in our souls we make decisions to follow whatever we have chosen to follow. If we choose the wrong, 
Then we are sinners. Then we are condemned. If we choose the right, then we are we get good results. We get peace with God. So for that reason, uh, the prophet preached a message called the greatest battle ever fought. Just by the subject, you can think it is the first or the second world war. But he said the greatest battle that is ever fought is the battle that is going on now. And he said before our battle starts, they two sides choose the battle ground where they are going to meet and fight. And the place that was chosen between God and Satan is in the mind. That's where all the artilleries, that's where all the missiles fly. And I am remembering the recent battle between Israel and the Hezbollahs. How the Hezbollah people could fire hundreds of missiles in one minute. And then most of it would be held by the by the uh, armories uh, of Israel. So that is what happens even now in our minds. The greatest battle is going on. So many missiles from the enemy are firing. But you must divert them. You must destroy them. Before they destroy you. And if one puts, makes a target, that's where you start considering that thought very seriously. A wrong thought. And then you find yourself doing wrong. Every act, every wrong act you ever did, it started in the mind. And when you were defeated in the mind, then your feet had to move and all your hands to go and do something or your mouth to do something that was wrong against your very conscience. Amen. Because in your mind you were overcome uh, if before she brought death to the whole human race, before she fell from grace, she first 
uh, open her mind to listen and when she listened she could not overcome the words from the serpent. So her mind was conquered. And when it was conquered, she had to produce a cain. And she had to produce death. Which death is still affecting us today. Praise God. So Satan did not approach her from any other angle. Satan did not approach the human race from any other angle. Something that was so dangerous. That was going to cause the earth even to deform. To grow thorns and briars. And to grow rocks and things. And deserts. And to help all the bloodshed and graveyards. And all the trouble we are seeing today came through this place. That's where the enemy passed. When he attracted the woman and she accepted to listen. Had she blocked the words of Satan. Had she run away. Had she hung up. Amen. Amen. All this trouble would not have come. But she listened. She listened to that phone call. She listened to those words. She listened to that someone. Wrong one. And she was conquered. Now one of the strengths of a believer. Is to run away from something that is going to pollute you. Something wrong. You must be such a coward. Of the wrong. You run away. Don't. Get close. Don't try to see how you can get close enough and overcome. You can never come away free. Even when you think you have overcome, you will go with a, with a scratch. You'll go with a seed that may take 10 years or 20 years to develop into a wrong, a sin. So you better run away and stay away. There is nothing to learn from the devil. If you want to know from if you want to know about the devil, ask God. Don't ask the devil. You ask God. 
Who is that creature? God will tell you he is a liar. And he is a father of lies. He came to steal. To kill. And to destroy. So you ask God, don't ask the devil. But if you want to click on what the devil's suggestion is, and open it and learn to know between good and evil, that's what, that's what, that's what failed, that's where uh, Eve was trapped. Amen. Amen. Praise be the name of the Lord. Now, the thoughts can suggest evil to you. They can come to discourage you. Now, man was meant to depend on God. And we depend on God by believing him. That even now he says, Without faith, we cannot please him. And whoever comes to him must believe that he is. And is a reward of them that they gently seek after him. So in every aspect, in everything, God wants you to believe his power. His love, his grace, his ability, his kindness. Amen. Amen. But the devil wants you to doubt that. And once you doubt what God is to you, then, then you are finished. Praise God. Let us look at a few quotes here. David spoke that he was uh, to write his commandments upon the bedpost and meditate on them day and night. Yes, David said, I will write the commandments of God. Amen. I will keep them around me. And when I wake up, I look at them. If I go to bed, I look at them. Around my door, my, my, my bed post. And meditate in them day and night. That is what the church ought to do. Would keep your heart tuned in with God day and night. For it's then is when he appears. Solomon said, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Begin to think that you are one of his children. Yes, begin to think. You are one of his children. Praise God. What you, the way you think is the way you are. Amen. So begin to think. You are one of his children. If you want to be one of his children. And what you think is what you are. Then you deliberately. Think. You are one of his children. 
No matter the opposition. No matter the opposing thoughts. Begin to think. You are one of his true. Amen. Amen. That he loved you. And is good to you. I am one of his children. I am one of his elect. When you look at the family of God in glory. You see yourself there. One among the many brothers and sisters. In glory. Amen. And that he served you. And he is good to you. Think that. Praise God. The devil would want you to think otherwise. He would want you to think contrary to that. The devil wants you to... But it can't can't be me. Can't be me. Maybe I'm just uh, trying to voluntarily uh, forcing myself to follow God. But uh, I'm not his. He does. He never chose me. He never elected me. I'm not among his children. He doesn't love me. He wants to think he's no good to you. Now imagine if you start thinking that about your parents. You think he doesn't love you. He does, he's no good to you. He does not care about you. does not mind about you. Yeah, that that creates a, a, a gap between you. Amen. So God wants you to think. Think in your mind. Think. I am one of his children. He saved me. I am saved. And he is good to me. Praise God. And you love him and he loves you. Don't just wait till you go to church. All some convenient time. Just keep him on your mind all the time. You remember that song that we sing. Our God is good. Our God is good. Our God is good. He's so good. Not just to others. Don't just just sing it with your mouth. Sing it with the mouth and with the heart. With the mind. He's so good to me. He loves me. And he cares for me. I am his. And he is mine. Oh, praise be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You will never live any higher than you confess that you are. This is from the message, believest thou this? 
Believest thou this? He said, you will never live any higher than you confess that you are. In other words, these, these things are not by chance. We don't live what we are by chance. By, by luck. No. We make who we should be. By believing it. Feeling it in our minds. And confessing it. Amen. It's your confession that serves you. He that confess me before men, him will I confess before my father and the holy angels. When you are sick, when you say you are sick, you are sick. When you say you are sick, you are sick. That's what you be. Amen. Amina. He says, I'm not preaching Christian science now. I'm preaching the power of God. And the Holy Spirit bears record of it. But here is what it is. You accept him because that you feel that he served you. And you go telling people, testifying of it, and believing your testimony. Yes, you believe your testimony. And it works righteousness. What you, be, what you confess, what you believe, what fills your mind about yourself will work righteousness. You are not born righteous. You are not from the beginning righteous. No. But you can work righteousness. You can transform yourself into a righteous man. Into a righteous woman. When you were not before. How? By confessing. By believing. By thinking. That you are. It will create. Righteousness. You see God's thought. The earth. He thought the sun and the moon. And he said it. And he believed it. And he saw it in his mind there. And there it was. Because he is a creator. And we are made in the image of God. And that's what it means to be made in the image of God. Some people think. That when you look at the shape of a man. You are seeing the image of God. No the image of God. God is not the physical man. The physical man is made in the image of animals. But the image of 
God is the inside man. The inside man, we are not still talking about some inside layer. We are talking about the, the way you think. The way you, be, you, 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 you believe. The mind you possess. That is the image. And we know that that image was marred by the devil. But God promised to restore it. Amen. And we who have been redeemed, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. And when you possess the mind of Christ, you have the mind of God. And when you have the mind of God, you are in the image of God. You think like Him, and what you think is what you do. Praise God. Amen. The prophet said somewhere, the word is in the bride. And she has the mind of Christ to know what to do with the word. Actually, adoption or perfection of the church, the church that is going to make the rapture, the stature of a perfect man, amen, which is adoption, it is when we have matured thoughts, that we know how to behave with the word. The word is the weapon. It is the greatest weapon that God has and gave to man. But you cannot give the weapon to untrained people. To people who are not mature with character. You cannot just leave your pistol with your junior boy at home he's going to finish his siblings he's going to finish the neighbors amen he has a great weapon but in wrong in a, in a, in a, in a young mind we have examples in the bible when elisha received the mantle of elijah that mandated, mandated him to the double portion. But to fit, to fit the double portion, he had to grow uh, in character. He had to mature. But still before he matured. Because the promise was when you see me go. You will have it. So he got it. 
But now he had a process to mature. But even at that time, it could work. That's why he strike the river Jordan and say where the Lord God of Elijah and it parted. Now with that power, he meets on the other side children and children that mocked him as a bald headed bald headed bald headed bald headed brother Brown said they must have learnt those kind of bad manners from their parents they used to hear the parents speak negative of Elijah. And this man who keeps following him as if they don't have what to do. So they used to hear the parents discuss these two ministers. So they developed it to uh, the, a despise. They esteemed preachers, they esteemed ministers law. They didn't mind the way they answer, the way they talk to ministers and the way they regard them. So when they saw Elisha move, they said, Bell head. And he turned. He got annoyed. Amen. And he cast them in the name of the Lord. And that cast created two bears. And destroyed them. The power still worked. Although it was on a young mind. On an immature mind. It worked. But that is not what the power should do. Those were innocent children. Young children. They didn't deserve to die. That was not the way to use the weapon. But all the same. It worked. Amen. Amen. So if it were on a matured mind, it would have treated it differently. Praise be the name of the Lord. So even us today, God has to make us mature before the word can operate. In our lives. So the, the manifestation of the sons of God. The adoption of the sons of God. Which is a stage of a perfect man. All that means one thing. It means having a matured mind. The mind of Christ. Where you know what to do with the word. Yes. We wow. What do you do with it? Amen. You are given the, life, the power of life and death. 
So how do you use it? Do you just say uh, send the world to kill? To destroy all only to give life. Yes, praise be the name of the Lord. That's what it means. That's why this subject is very important. To have a matured mind. Matured thinking. Where you make mature decisions. Amen. Paul said when I was young. I did things. Of the young. But now that I'm mature. So even as ministers we keep maturing. The times I would spend a lot of time. With things that will not help. And uh, I, speak, I do a lot of fasting. With people that I can see. They are deliberate, they they are reprobates concerning the truth. And they have nothing to do with the kingdom of God. They can sell it for mandazi, they can do anything. And you spend a lot of fasting and a lot of time. But no more. The time you spend there, why don't you spend it looking for the lost souls? People who can treat Jesus better. Yes. So you spend a lot of verses, verses, and there is a lack of maturity. But I've realized. That it doesn't, uh, it doesn't benefit. It doesn't benefit. Yeah, so, and uh, you, you learn to, to separate the important things from those things that are not important. Amen. Look at Jesus. Look at uh, his ministry. Jesus, yes, Brother Branham says, Brother Branham Agamba, he was, uh, uh, what he lacked is uh, showmanship. Jesus didn't have any showmanship. That's why he would heal the sick. Perform miracles. And then he tells them, tell nobody. Amen. Amen. And he does something like that. And uh, even to his death, he died like uh, his weak. Yet he, has a, he had a lot of power. But he died like defeated. Where did Jesus end up with the church of only 120? I believe if it was a children in class. And RE as uh, and, and it's an RE paper. Question. And people asked. In Jesus' ministry, how many souls did it 
harvest to the kingdom of God. In his, in his ministry of three and a half years. Some would say twelve. Some would say seventy-two. I believe there are few, few students who would get the right answer. But the right answer is 120. Because it is not they that begin the race, but it is those who reach the finishing point. Brother Branham said, I mean Judas turned his collar a few days before Pentecost. In other words, he failed to reach the finishing line. And that means the finishing line was Pentecost. So those who Jesus started the rest, there were so many tens of thousands. But the finishing line was Pentecost. And those who went into the upper room and received the Holy Ghost were 120. So in Jesus' ministry of three and a half years, only 120. And he had many sympathizers. And many friends. That's why. Even after his resurrection. He appeared to about five. Did I say 500? Yeah. About 500 people. I believe those were friends and sympathizers. But why didn't they go to the upper room? So the people who went to the upper room were 120. That was the real harvest now. Praise be the name of the Lord. Now you will never live any higher than you confess that you are. Amen. Now let us look at this other quote. Oh, get every benefit this convention coming up. Get, you just uh, look at the, uh, at, the, at the context. The point that we're going to pick from this. Get everything out of it you can get. That is of God. If you haven't got the Holy Ghost, that is the point. Just put it in your mind. You are not going to leave here until you get it. In other words, you can make your mind straight. And the determination, no I'm not going to live here until I get the Holy Ghost. If you put it like that in your mind, and you make a determination, no that's how it's going to be. Amen. Amen. When mine 
has decided in his mind. I must achieve this. I must accomplish this. This is what I'm going to become. He will become it. Amen. Because what you think in your mind is what you are. Amen. Now, if you imagine vain thoughts, you know, and then you, they fill you, your heart, your vision, your imagination, you can never live above that. That's what you're going to become. Mm. Uh, you can have optical illusions. And things that looks like it is when it is not. Uh, but when the picture that, you know, that has to do with the picture that you are seeing before you. And it could be psychology. You can say, you see that, that there. And, and, and just keeping, and just keep saying, yes, I believe it. And believe it so much, till actually you think, uh, uh, till actually you think you see it. When you don't. Yeah, you can think of something. And you feel it in your mind. That it is like that. Until you start seeing things. That are not there. When, when you don't, meaning when you don't see it. See, that's right. But that's psychology. But you, but you, it just got you so mentally pressed towards it. Till you just imagine it. So imagine it so much. Till it becomes a reality. You just imagine somebody hates you. Once. You just imagine somebody hates you once. And they don't hate you. But you imagine they do. And you just keep thinking. They don't like me. And the first thing. You'll be sending that person. When they haven't done nothing to you. And after a while. It become a reality to you. Till you actually believe that that person doesn't like you. The reality is, you start seeing things in them that uh, prove 
Ebikakasa. Kind of proof. Ebikakasa. That they don't like you. You started with a thought. That they don't like you. You feel in your mind. He doesn't like me. She doesn't like me. It may be your child. It may be your parent. Your husband. Maybe your wife. Maybe your neighbor. Maybe your boss at work. Whatever it is. Doesn't like me. Doesn't like me. And then you get some kind of an illusion. And you start seeing things. That prove what you're seeing. What you have in your mind. That they don't like you. You create stories. Things will happen. They may do something innocently. And you interpret it. That it is vindicating. What you have always had on your mind about the person. And when this person is completely innocent. And after a while, it becomes so a reality to you. Till you actually believe that that person doesn't like you. And you will, and you, you will, might bow them out. Bow them out. Or oh, say something to you. For instance, your wife or your husband or some neighbor. Or something like that. When the person is absolutely innocent of, the, of any ill thing. It's because that you just imagine it so. But it but till it become a reality to you, to you, yeah, it's a full story. Now, see what I mean? Amen. Amen. Do you see what, uh, what, uh, what we are sharing about this morning? The power of the mind. And you know, truly, 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 that kind of negative thought we create a conflict between you and the person. This is how it works. You started by thinking. By imagining. We have had a scripture that has told us to cast to cast down imaginations. And to keep to bring in in bondage every reasoning and thinking. Now that is if I think a thinking is wrong, negative. Cast it down. Arrest it. Don't give it a chance. Don't give it room. Amen. So, but if you 
accept it and nurture it. He doesn't like me. That person doesn't like me. Do you see how he has greeted me? He has greeted everyone with excitement on his face. But when he came to me, it was different. He's called about me. So he doesn't like me. And now innocently, that person will start doing things that will show like a proof that he doesn't like you. Maybe he pays other workers and for you he pays you last. But it is the order. The order was just to come that way. It has nothing to do with who he likes and who he doesn't like. And then it from it is now becoming a more evidence to you. Now, what, how your wrong thinking is going to create a monster for you, you will also begin to talk negative and to behave indifferent to that person. And now, for him, he Fix the real thing now. He, he is confronted by the real hatred. And then he also will answer back. Now the second phase of that seed that began as a thought will be now a real creation. You thought he doesn't like you. And now you sowed a seed of that kind. Now he's going to answer you with the real thing. He will not like you. He will not like you. Because of the way you behaved. Following your thinking. That it doesn't like you. But the Bible says, overcome evil with good. If you think he doesn't like you, that is your next job now. To overcome. To overcome evil. With good. Do good things. You love him. Express that you love and you care about the person. That means. The intention of Satan. Will be defeated. The arrow of Satan is going to be quenched by the shield. And that shield is love. You overcome it. But the moment you start accepting that, now that is a evil seed that has entered you. It is not in that person. 
But the devil now has started with you. He gives you a wrong seed. And then the wrong seed is going to murder an innocent person. The good thing that is the other person, the innocent thing is going to be murdered by the wrong thought seed that is in you. You start becoming cold towards the person, becoming different to the person and you start realizing your strangeness and then he baptizes you evil. This person is evil. And truly you are evil. And then no one wants to love and or to treat an evil person good. Only a Christian. And even a Christian who has overcome the temptation. That if he gets overcome by the evil you have formed. He will also now treat you that way. As a reaction to an action. And now you get real proof. Yes. For so long I've known that this person doesn't know. Yeah, but when you started, that was not, the, that was not uh, the true. You are the one who created it. So we must overcome the devil. In the form of thoughts. When he's still in the seed form. He may destroy the enemy before he destroys you. Destroy, uh, destroy the seed of, uh, of Goliath before it becomes another giant. In the book of Proverbs chapter 6 verse 16. It says, these things does the Lord hate. These six things does the Lord hate. Yeah, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look. A lying tongue. And hands that shed innocent blood. And a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. And he that soweth discord among brethren. No ya siga okucha wagana muboruganda. God, these are abominations to God. Binobiamuzizo erimukama. But one of them Nayechimukubyo uh, is uh, wicked imaginations. 
If we could elaborate on each and every one of them, well, it will be wonderful. But because we are handling thoughts, let us only look at this one. Wicked imaginations. Do you know it's a wicked imagination to think that person doesn't love you? That's a wicked imagination. Which is going to destroy you. You start thinking someone hurts you. That's a wicked imagination. Amen. So overcome it. Destroy it. It's an abomination to God. That thought can cause you to murder. Because you can even imagine he doesn't love you and he has intentions of killing you. And then if you are a, a sinner, that's why you say you better, I better kill him before he does. It's wicked. God hates it. Wicked imaginations. Those wicked imaginations. They create a complex. They create complex. They, they rule the way you are going to behave to people. So cast them down. Pull them down. Amen. Amen. You choose to think and to believe good about him. If I can give examples of what I've suffered in the ministry. By these these abominations that the Lord has mentioned here. A false witness. Speaketh lies. He that soweth discord among brethren. If I can give time to make time, you know, about my ministry, I feel like tempted to speak some of it. But all these are works of the devil. Works of the devil that we must not dwell upon. Amen. Amen. So, now, Kati, um, Listen to someone was uh, so concerned about this topic and he asked Brother Branham. And this is the question. 387. Brother Branham. Brother Branham. Please explain how a person knows if he is thinking his own thoughts. Brother Branham. Amen. 
all if the devil is placing thoughts in his mind to make him think wrong. Especially if you know you do not want to think them. In other words, when do you know that this is my own thinking? And when do you know that now this is the devil placing a thought in me? Then the answer comes. Then if it's contrary to the word, is the devil thinking? If it's if it's with a word, it's God thinking. If it's the wrong thoughts, is the devil. If it's good thoughts of the word and of God, it's God thinking. So Brother Branham in the answer, he ruled out you thinking. He put you out. Because there are two forces that fight in our mind. There are two kingdoms that are fighting in this battlefield. This battlefield. Satan versus God. You see the answer ended there. What I've read is the question and the answer full stop. It's either certain thinking through you or it is God thinking through you. Can God think through you that you are not a child of God? Where in the Bible? Where can God think through you that you are not a child of God? Can God think through you that you are going to hell? God's will is for all to get to, to get saved and to come to repentance. Amen. Amen. So he cannot think through you that you you are a child of hell. You will never make it. That God doesn't care. He doesn't love you. God cannot think that in you. He says, Agamba, this is my thoughts towards you. are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God cannot think through you that you will never mount to anything. Why? Why would he think you will never mount to anything? God cannot think that. We have quoted to you what he thinks about you. 
thoughts of good, thoughts of peace, and not of evil to give you an expected Amen. Amen. Can God think through you that this one hates you? That's why I don't believe in gifts that stand there and tell people uh, there is a certain woman, she must be, she's your aunt. Uh, when you were young, uh, she picked your underwear and took it to the grave. And she, and she bewitched you. That is not a gift from God. That is a witch doctor. That is a wizard. That is a wizard. Holding a Bible. We don't see such an example in the Bible. Show me any prophet. Show me the ministry of Jesus. Show me the apostles. Show me brother Branham. Telling anyone. So and so. Bewitches you. They only pray for people. They only destroy the power of Satan. It doesn't matter where the, Satan, where the devil is coming from. Whether he came on his own. Whether he was saint. It doesn't matter. But if you tell someone that his neighbor is bewitching, his aunt or whoever or grandmother whatever, what are you creating there? Hatred, conflict, it will never end. And is that the will of God to bring discord and Knocking people's heads. God does not do that. So how do you see? How do you know the devil is thinking through you? Bad thoughts. Negative thoughts. Thoughts that are contrary to the word. And people don't know how to use the word as their defense. Like now I've given you an example. That was just an example. The devil tells you. But the other neighbor of yours, the one next to you, she bewitches you. In a family, we have families that have conflicts among themselves. Your father's wife. She's the one who is bewitching you. Because she wishes you no good. She doesn't want you to be like her children. Now she has competition between her children and you. She bewitches you. She wants you to fail in this life. But the Bible expects you to love her. God wants you to love all people. Now, if you put it in you that so and so is bewitching you, I've seen families. 
This one happened at our village where I come from. There were two women. They were always fighting at drinking joints. Whenever they go to a certain place to Baba, drink, they will just try to separate them from fighting. They will fight all the time. And they injected that in their children. One, one of those women that that woman hates her and she bewitches her. And the woman would fall sick. But you remember that her thoughts are telling her that the other family are the one bewitching her. Her children. Her children. Her children hired murderers. And they went in the night and attacked that woman. They cut her inside house. With all the children who were in the house. And they burnt the house. Did they have evidence? Did they have evidence? It wasn't there. That's what the devil does. To make people knock their heads. To create conflict among people. To create a picture into someone that you hate her. And you even start reacting. If she's bewitching me, let me kill her before she kills me. That's what the devil does. It can grow and mature to such a level. The prophet has said, and you start avoiding a person. Innocent. When that person is innocent. Now how can God give you a prophecy that will create such a thing in you against your neighbor? So and so is bewitching you. What I've spoken about. But there is an example that is even better than that one. Kenya. There in Kenya, there arose a man Many of you knew about him. He was called Totopus. He was operating in our midis. As someone with a gift. But he came to Kampala many times. But my heart refused to welcome him in this church. I thank God for that. I felt had no full peace I believed in a gift. If it is a gift, we need these gifts. So called wait a bit, wait. Now in his meetings, Nagamba Omu, he told one person about a family that is bewitching them. When they left that family, they went and got pangas and they went and cut the other person. Police and the police arrested them. But it, something like that. But it was a result of this man's prophecy. I think the police even started to hunt him. How can God do that? 
If you think you are a gifted person and you're hearing me, you can be wise enough to judge your own gift. If it's of God or not. The gift should never have an element of showing um, showing off. Showmanship. Because even if I saw it that someone is bewitching this person. Because those who bewitch others are there. I must not tell it. I must pray and cast the devil. Because the devil is a witch himself. He's a witch. Now first fight the other main witch. And let it stop there. I've told you. Jesus said I've given you power. Over every evil power. Now there is nothing like the power that was sent by someone and the power that came by itself. The devil came to steal, to kill and to destroy. Yes, That's the devil. If he has used someone, that person ought to be forgiven. He's innocent. But the devil is the one that goes and Jesus gave us authority over him. How he came or where he came from, that's not important. But the important thing is that we have authority over him. To tell him, go and he goes. Praise God. Then you, the devil will punch at you. And he will say everything to you. And I choose you. And try to make you think. That you are not. But don't you listen to him. The devil is an choose of brethren. Some people interpret it as a who takes bad reports to God about us. That's not true. That is not how he chooses us. Satan knows better. The God cannot listen to him about us. God knows better about us than to listen to anyone coming with a report. But some people think because uh, the Bible says every man shall answer for his sins and what, what, what. No God. They think God will ask him. Didn't you do this? Do you see? Let me ask for evidence. 
There is nothing. What use about this thing? That you did. And then he would judge. Between the way you were defending yourself. Or no. There shall nothing be. There will not be anything like that. The judgment day. And for you answering for your sins. Will be just reading the sentence for you. But not asking you to answer. What can you answer? All the evidence is before you. Your words, your picture, your feeling. Doing it. A natural judge asks for witnesses because he's not sure. But no God. You just face your record. On certain Saturday you said this. On certain Saturday you did this. And here you are. Therefore. It will be a matter of reading your sentence. Therefore. You are condemned. To the lake of fire. You answer. Why, why, why did you do this? Didn't you do that? You are not going to answer. Rubbish to God. So even God does not need the devil to come and choose me there. He has no room for that. But the devil. Chooses us by telling us that we are not. Yeah, that's how he chooses us. He will tell you, Do you remember what you did? Therefore, you are not of God. You are not of God. You are not his child. You are a sinner. And God is your enemy. That is how he, he chooses us. Listen. Then you, the devil, will punch at you. And he will say everything to you. And choose you. And try to make you think that you are not. But don't you listen to him? If you listen to him and you take the picture he's painting for you, then you're condemned before God. Because a pardon is not a pardon. Unless it's accepted as a pardon. That is the way he chooses you to God. By making you receive a wrong picture of yourself. And that automatically, once you believe it, it becomes a mind. In you, 
Then that's what you appear before God. Now you know you, you pass from death unto life. You know the things that you once loved. You don't love no more. You know that you have been Believe the every word of God. In other words, when the devil comes and tells you you are not, you know he will have a reason. He will pick on something that he will use to tell you you are not. You did it. You remember? So you are not. Remember what you are So you are not. But you should know better than that. You know that you are not what you used to be. Yes, you know that. You know you love God. You know there are no hedges around you not to do sin. Do you have a hedge that bars you from drinking? Do you have a hedge that bars you from running with a woman? Or with a man? Before you came to God, how did you treat your behave? You wallowed in every man that you wanted to wallow in. What about now? You no longer do the things. Yet there is no physical hedge. Why? Because you are saved. Then how dare you believe the lies of the devil? That you're not saved. You know better. Don't allow the devil to fool you. If I have made a mistake. Here and there. I will rise and overcome it. But devil don't tell me. That I'm not saved. That I'm not a child of God. Praise God. Micah said, don't laugh at me, my enemies. That because I've fallen, if I fall, know that I'll rise. I'll rise and move on. If I fall in dark, if I, if, I, if I sit in darkness, the light will shine upon me. Praise God. But don't make me believe wrong of myself. Don't allow me to put myself on the negative side. Praise God. Because if the devil makes you believe you are not, then you will behave you are not. If he makes you believe you're a sinner, I'm a sinner. I'm not saved. 
know they say water finds its level. So since now in your mind, you have become a sinner, you'll find your level. And you find yourself exactly doing that. And discouraged from following God. Now he cannot heal you. All cannot save you. Or do one thing for you. Until first you accept it. And accept it. And, and believe it. And confess. In other words, he cannot give you the Holy Ghost. Until you accept it. Believe it. Confess it. it. Cannot take you to heaven. Until you accept it. Believe it. Confess it. He cannot heal you. Until. He cannot make you his daughter. His son. Until you first accept it, believe it, and confess. How do you accept it? In your mind, in your thoughts, you accept it. Then with the heart, you believe it. Then with your mouth, you confess. You got to confess it. Not you got to feel it. You got to confess it. He's not. <laughs> the scripture that says in Romans is 6 or 10. That say not in your heart. Who shall ascend into heaven. To bring us. Jesus, all descend in the day to bring us Christ. But the word is not you. In your mouth, the word of faith that we believe, in other words, you need Jesus to save you. You need Jesus to heal you. To help you. And then you are wondering. Where are the ladders. To reach him. How can I get where he is. So you don't have to bother. To, about that. About the way to reach him. The word is just in you. It is in your heart. And on your mouth. You believe it. And you confess it. You will be saved. Praise God. That's what the scripture means. Believe. Accept it. Believe it. And confess it. You've got to confess it. Not you got to feel it. You got to confess it. He's not the high priest of your feelings. He's the high priest of your confession. What you confess. Not feeling. Many times. We lose our healing to feel what we by 
listening to our feelings. I still feel the pain. I still feel. And then you, ah, um, no, it didn't work. It didn't work. Brother, blessed be the name of the Lord. I was uh, in the room there in the office this morning. Preparing this. Uh, this, uh, this, uh, this sermon. sermon you know. And then I remembered a very good example. Uh, uh, I've been at the farm. Uh, uh, the whole week. Week you know. And now I'm trying to make my farm better. Sometime back, it used to have a lot of palms. These natural indignant uh, palms in the bush. Those which have sharp thorns. Where palms are got from? Palm leaves. Palm leaves. Okay, even these uh, these uh, these uh, um, ones have leaves, but there are those in which in okuve in koma in bichindu chindu magwe insansa rolimi Uganda. That's Uganda. Because palms, twins of clothes have been able to change. When we say palms, we might think. There's these are palms. These ones are also called palms. Near no twizita. But here we call them exotic palms because they hey, just came. We just plant them. There are those that grow by themselves. They get those uh, comas from. Enkoma is the stem is they are too stem. hard when it is well grown. They are hard and strong. The stem, stem. is so it's like a metal. And then it has thorns. And those thorns are poisonous. So uh, recently I took their tract and I uprooted all Use those palms and pruned them. But those palms are stubborn. If you don't cut off all the roots, and even after cutting off the roots, you keep it on the surface, you keep turning it, the stump, the stump, you keep turning it until the roots, the root surface dries. If you push other roots, it will grow other new roots on the ground where it's laying and it will blossom again. But now, my point is here. You find a palm in the field there that was cut down five, six months ago. And it was separated from the stump. It is on a stem. You know such a such can never, never, never germinate again. If it was cut from the stump. But if you left the head there on that, on that stem, it will continue bringing 
leaves. Yet, it is dead. Chifu. And it said there, it will keep bringing palms. Yet you broke it from the roots. You even cut off the stump like a tree that is But there is the other head to keep on bringing palms. It can even take a year. Small, small, small palm leaves. You see it bringing a new shoot. Though it doesn't go very far. But you can notice that it is growing. It is still alive. It has brought a new shoot. It is dead. It is dead. It will bring that. And it will weaken from there. It will amount. After some many, many, many months. It will dry completely. It can no longer bring anything Why? Why? It died. But it doesn't know. That it died. <laughs> so the life that was there in the stem at the time it was cut. It is still continuing to bring new leaves. Because it doesn't know that it's dead. That also reminds me. I saw a brother Branham walking with his, kid, with, the, with his sibling. They found a tortoise. They started teasing it. They wanted to see it move. It coiled. They wanted to see it couldn't move. They beat it. Not. They kicked it. It folded the more. They throw it in the, they threw it in the creek. Of water. It just made some bubbles. But it didn't walk. The prophet said they built, they made fire. And the fire made him more. They were willing to make every experiment on it. Finally, Brother Branham cut off the head. And when he cut off the head, it remained moving. Then his brother told him, Ah, Bill, Bill, it is still alive. He said, No. It's dead, but it doesn't know. Once I separated the head from, from it, that's when it died. But it doesn't know that it is dead. Even a human being, no moon too. If someone passes from behind you and he cuts off the ear, the ear will jump, fall down and jump until he it is dead. But it doesn't know that it died. If someone passes right behind you and cuts the head, this part will play. Will, will, will jump, 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 and the head will jump, jump. 
You are dead. Ngorimufu. But you don't know. So the same applies to this. To the sickness. When you're prayed for. In the name of Jesus Christ. Under the power of God. The sickness is dead. So don't listen to the feelings. It may still remain there convulsing. But it is dead. But it doesn't know that it's dead. Like the other palm. It may take even month. Dead. But it's still bringing fresh leaves. When you look at the fresh leaves. But it was detached from the point that grows roots. So if the point that grows leaves is detached from it, it is dead. So faith in the word of God cuts your disease from the point that brings roots. But it can mean bringing new symptoms. But it's dead. It's dead. Amen. You just have to continue believing God. That you're whole. You're okay. You're free. And that's how it is going to be. Oh, let us finish with this quote. Let us continue with this quote. And finish it and then we'll close. Amen. He says, Now if you get prayed for, or set in this building this afternoon, the Holy Spirit would move in here and you would feel his praise. His blessed presence. And hear his word going forth. Saying that he healed all. And so forth like that. And seeing the power of God. Here it go forth. And knowing it's for everyone. And you'd walk out say. Well I feel just as bad as I did you. We, I went in. He couldn't do a thing for you. And you say, I accept it now. And then in the morning, you get up and say, well, I still got that headache. I still feel as bad as I did. Then you've dropped right down. You never live above your confessor. Now, Brother Branham had such a powerful ministry. But Brother Branham, I know where is over man. Where cripples would instantly walk, the blind would instantly see. And the deaf and the dumb would instantly speak. But he never wanted human beings to base their healing on that instant result. Because 
and in his ministry some would take long they would leave the meetings with the symptoms and they would realize their healing after a long time I listened to a woman preacher in America who didn't have children and brother Branham pronounced a child over her and it took her nine years and she's a preacher among the Pentecostals but it took her nine years to get that child and she could still attribute it to that prayer oh brother Branham that's when when it happened but the the, the, the realization came nine years later Mm. let the saintliest person in this building right now just make up in your mind that you are not a Christian anymore. That's when you become not a Christian. When you go out and say, are you a Christian? No. I used to be. I'm no more. You are fallen from grace right there. See? It's, it's faith. See, it's either faith or unbelief. You are possessed with those two powers. Either faith or unbelief. If you go faith, you are saved because you are a believer. If you haven't got faith, you are a sinner. I said, here some time ago preached in a Methodist church I said drinking whiskey is not a sin smoking cigarettes committing adultery is not a sin the little old sanctified Methodist mother sitting there and she said then preacher what is sin I said unbelief that sin, smoking, drinking, gambling, committing adultery, and stealing, lying, and so forth, is the attribute of sin. You do that because you are an unbeliever. You say, well, I'm a Christian. I don't smoke. I don't drink. You might not commit adultery. Still tell us. Keep all the commandments. And still be a sinner. See that's just attributes. Not a change of heart. What the Holy Spirit does in here. Makes the tree bear its fruits. But their fruits is another. You are a sinner because. You are an unbeliever. You are a Christian because you are a believer. So, if you are a believer, committing a doubt will follow. Lying will come out. Stealing will come out. Because you are a believer. 
And if you're a believer, righteousness, holiness, will come out because you are a believer tree. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I hope you are blessed by that son. Oh, God is good. Oh, God is good. Oh, God is good. He's so good to Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. Oh, God is good. Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. He's so good to Hallelujah. Our God is good. Oh, our God is good. Oh, our God is good. He's so good to me. Hallelujah. Katonda Mulunji. Katonda Mulunji. Oh, Wange. Katonda Mulunji. Katonda. Oh, Wafe. Katonda Mulunji. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Jendi Katonda Katonda Katonda
mugambe mugambe teli teli moyo kwata touch kwata kono mukono go kukirisa going to remain the same oh going to kuona you're going to be healed you're going to live his power is going to heal you like the woman with a blood issue 